Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Today on What Chaos. A lot of people are having a bad time in Ottawa. Same with Nicholas Backstrom in D.C. Same with Carter Hart's midsection. Kevin Weeks has our attention with a report on the World Cup of Hockey. Click subscribe and like everywhere you can. Chaos! Listen to that cook. Just listen to that cook like Matt. It's what chaos, DJ Bean, Pete Blackburn, second episode. And Pete, since we last spoke, the Senators lost a first round pick and their general manager, Nicholas Backstrom, stepping away from hockey due to injury. Flames are kind of on blow up watch. Carter Hart hurt versus the Sabres, but we need to begin with the Penguins being so bad that a team beat them and still fired their general manager. The <laughs> shit has hit the fan in Ottawa. It's a mess, man. The the Senators, if you're a Senators fan right now, I apologize. It's got to be an, a horrible, excruciating existence for that they team. They had the Hamburglar. They get to... <laughs> you, that Those vibes last for like 20 years when you have the Hamburglar. I don't know. I mean, like that team has undergone so many changes, so many scandals, so many like just little annoyances. And this was supposed to be their year where it's like, all right, we're going to be good. Things are going to start taking shape. And we hit November 1st and literally everything is just hitting the wall. Well, I mean, one of the consistent-ish things was Pierre Dorian. And he's gone now. We should give a rundown of everything that happened. So, as I said, the Senators are going to lose their first-round pick in one of the upcoming drafts. And it stems over the next three years. Yeah, and they get to pick. So, like, 24 hours before uh, the NHL draft lottery, they have to announce their intentions to give up that year's pick or keep it. It's the only pick they get to make that year. Which is them <laughs> picking imagine? which year they lose. What no, you, they're no, going to be picking a, high in the second cool, round, though. A cool option would be like, hey, you either give us your first round pick or you give us the next six. Uh, Make them think about it. Yeah. Kick it down the road. Um, it all stems, the loss of the first round pick stems from their involvement in a failed trade. You could say lack of involvement, too. Uh, no, like I'll say like it, it's their involvement in the uh, Vegas Golden Knights trade of 
Evgeny uh, Dadnov to the Ducks. Yeah, but I'm saying I'm like making a joke about the fact that they like weren't involved in giving the list, and so their lack of involvement in their own trade that <laughs> yeah, then made them right. extremely yeah. involved in another team's trade. Give a quick rundown for yeah, people so, who don't know. Uh, the Senator signed Evgeny Dadnov uh, and or Dad. Dadonov, everybody's nobody. The last couple sure. of days, <laughs> it, the pronunciation, uh, I always knew it to be Dadonov, and then and people called it Dad for short. Yeah. Um, Both are on the table, although in this podcast, you will find we care heavily about yeah. getting people's names right and pronouncing them correctly. Oh, so our curtains just fell down. Uh, Dadonov was signed by the Senators. The Senators uh, later traded him to the Golden Knights. Failed to inform the Golden Knights that he had a 10 team no trade clause Mm -hmm. in which the Anaheim Ducks were on that 10 team no trade clause. But since the Golden Knights didn't know that, they tried to trade him to the Anaheim Ducks about a year later. Mm -hmm. And then uh, Dadnov was like, yo, you can't trade me to the Ducks because I have a no trade clause and they're on in on it and so that trade had to be nullified and it was just like a huge debacle we didn't even know that the senators were involved in that trade falling apart until like fairly recently this whole thing was kind of dead in the water for about a year year and a half year Year and a half yeah and nobody was thinking about it and then recently uh it came out that the nhl was investigating and found that the senators and specifically i guess Pierre Dorian were at fault, like negligence for not informing them of of that no trade clause. So the the whole thing is a mess to me, even beyond the senators. I'm confused. And obviously on Dorian's part, like that, I've never heard of that. I've never heard of a team trading a guy and not giving all the information they they can. And typically in other sports, when stuff comes up like that, it usually comes out right after and then the teams are allowed to undo the trade and work from there this didn't hit the fan until like a year later when they tried to make another trade but i'm confused by vegas in all of this because my understanding every year at the draft i'd ask like gms like have you gotten your lists and you get your lists from the players even if you're not going to trade them you want to know what that player's list is and if you're gonna talk about them and come up in trades know who you can talk with know with whom you'd be wasting your time so i'm confused by vegas that they never like looked into what their contract is this stuff is all public record i was gonna say like did he just like not check cap friendly because you can just go to capfriendly.com and find out if somebody has a, a modified no trade clause, a ten team no trade clause, and they have like all those details there, I went and I looked at uh, Dadnov's page. It said that he had a modified no trade clause with ten teams. Mm. So were the Ducks on? <laughs> Who is so, on it? But I mean, like, I guess the league d- had an investigation and looked into it, and they found negligence. So I don't, you know, I don't know what. I w- I'd be interested to find out like what sort of negligence prevented the Golden Knights from accessing that information i will say that there's also been things with like gms and teams where things little things will happen and i don't want to use specific examples because i don't want to embarrass anybody where you're like but you knew this rule right Mm -hmm. or like but you knew that thing and you you just don't know if it's an oversight or pure stupidity on their part uh i i always 
understood Pierre Dorian to be a pretty competent executive. Like this is out of the ordinary, although it's not out of the ordinary for the senators, which we'll talk about in a little bit, just because they've been going through all sorts of shit really post Hamburglar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I love that. That's like your, your dividing line of when things, like when went things wrong. were good and when things were bad. And I can't even remember, did the Hamburglar team make the playoffs? I think they didn't. Uh, I know. I think they pushed and then they missed it. They had like, like yeah. an awesome miracle I run. I just remember Curtis Lazar eating a, a hamburger off the ice. Yes. People disgusting. were throwing hamburgers on the ice. Now for people who don't know, tell the hamburgers. I'm just kidding. No. Um, so uh, yesterday, once that came down, go yeah. ahead. No, I was just going to say like, um, while I, I agree with you that there is, there's something to be said about Vegas being so in the dark here, uh, in this situation, I, I also understand them being super pissed off because it happened at the time. Like, again, we're a couple of years removed from this being like, or a year and a half removed from this being kind of when it happened and when it was relevant. It's easy to forget because Vegas is the Stanley Cup cha- reigning Stanley Cup champion right now, but it's easy to forget like at that time, everybody hated Vegas. Everybody was very critical of Vegas in the way that they handled their players, the way that they handled transactions. Like this was post uh, Marc-Andre Fleury getting traded for nothing after winning the Vezina. It was like, this team is super cutthroat and they don't really care about their players. They don't, they're, they're operating like maniacs and they're not like abiding by league rules. So when the trade was nullified, they caught the brunt of like, what the fuck are these guys doing? And, and if like it truly wasn't their fault, they definitely have a right to be pissed knowing how it reflected on them. And like, yeah, right now we can look back and be like, okay, they won the Stanley Cup. Everything worked out for them. You know, Dadnov's not even like a, fucking he's on a different team completely not involved he scored in last thing. night for the stars he did yeah but like what if what if like other players see that and they're like i don't want to sign with that team in free agency they're they don't fucking know what they're doing with any of their players and they're not looking at no trade clauses and shit like that i, I could understand how that would reflect extremely poorly on the Vegas Golden Knights and why they would want to rectify that. Yeah, and you know, I mean, obviously they ended up figuring it out and they ended up uh, trading him to the the Canadians eventually. But like when teams, like a, a, a general manager in an organization's worst fear is making a trade that goes, doesn't go through but does become publicized right. because then it's just known, okay, like we didn't want you. This happens in the NBA, I feel like more than it does in other leagues, but you'll be like, you tried trading that dude. He knows that. And now that's your and problem. It's one thing if like a guy fails his physical. Or it's like we tried. And that's kind of out of our hands. If, if, if the trade falls through because like you didn't do your due diligence as a general manager, we generally like to trust general managers that they know what they're doing, even if like we criticize their decisions sometimes. But like the operation standpoint, you like to think that your general manager knows what he's fucking doing and knows how to go through the proper steps. Well, th- this was a very good uh, introduction or second introduction, reintroduction, whatever you want for uh, Senators owner uh, Michael Andlauer because he ends up relieving kind of actually parting ways with that was what it ended up being. It was a mutual parting of ways, they which decided I- both of them <laughs> that uh, Pierre Dorian was. I, I'm not this- even going to get on the, like the, the phrasing of the parting ways thing because like if you if everyone's mad at you. And like you fucked up and you're not going to be able to go back to work the next day. As long as there's severance involved, I'd be like, 
yeah, sure, let's call it a parting of the ways because I don't want to be back here. Yeah, but I mean, like, let's be honest here. Pierre Dorian was extremely fired. It was not a mutual parting of ways. Yeah, it was. It was, it was, it was uh, from what I read, Ann Lauer sat down with Dorian and was like, the the punishment for your negligence here is no less than you being fired. Yeah. Or like no less than you losing your job. And in that case, like what's what's more than that? What was what? What's the step above that? Is he going to like publicly smear him? Yeah, I was going to say like is he going to kill him? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Ann Lauer held a press conference in which he was pretty upset that he and the remaining senators organization has lost a first round pick mm-hmm. over something for which he was not present. It, this didn't happen under his watch. So uh, Ann Lauer put that out there in a press conference. Take a look. I didn't do fucking shit. I didn't rig shit. I didn't fucking do this. I'm not worried about it. I'm not worried about any of this. This world's fucking so fucked up. I'm done. Do what you want. Pull the plug. I'll kill you. Seems pretty pissed. Took like an hour and a half to do that. (laughs) Totally worth it. It was definitely worth it. I had to Photoshop uh, Ann Lauer out of his press conference, then Photoshop the uh, front of the podium out put tim robinson in and then put the front of the podium back over the best part of it is that you hit us with a wait check this out and then there was like an hour and a half gap between sending that text and then sending the video (laughs) buddy you should know me well enough like every second in that hour and a half I was cooking. Yeah, for like I, 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 I know didn't that. like take I didn't like and forget to do it or whatever. I, I just like locked it. Me from and there. Sean weren't like spamming you with like where is it texts. Yeah, no, there, we were, that we were was literally the last text that was sent. Like, yeah. But I love like if you can get away with it, I love that being like the the creative clock. Where like <laughs> yeah. that to me, like I said, check this out, and then I sent you guys the thing. Whatever happened in between, and however much time passed in the real world. Whatever. Uh, here is Michael Ann Lauer's actual press conference. And my follow-up question to that would be, you just kind of mentioned how you never anticipated this. You sort of inherited this situation. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of fans are wondering why you should have to, this organization, have to pay for something that happened 18 months ago, not even on your watch. What would you say to that? I totally agree with you. I have, you that's, a, that's a question you have to ask the NHL, why it took a, a whole year since the hearing. Granted, it was a two-day hearing, 73-page reports. It's not something that's just a slam dunk. Uh, I, you know, and the commissioner had a lot of time to deliberate on it and, and, and think about it. But why I inherited this is, is beyond me. Like, there's no reason for it to last that long. Um, I knew about it through the due diligence process, and it was basically, uh, from the seller's perspective, was it was really a non-issue. So, <laughs> I don't know if first round is a non-issue to you guys, but it is to me. I didn't do fucking shit. I didn't rig shit. I didn't fucking do this. I'm not worried about it. I'm not worried about any of this. This world's fucking so fucked up. I'm done. Do what you want. Pull the plug. I'll kill you. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So I kind of get why he's like, look, I bought this team in between this shit going down and us getting punished for it. I think saying like, so we shouldn't get punished doesn't really make sense. And saying we should have just been punished earlier. You still would have 
like really been hurt by that. Yeah, no, I mean, it, yeah, like if they t- if they took the the pick away twelve months ago or whatever, you're more like immediately fucked, honestly. Yeah, because but, your current but, crop is worse. But like, it, it does affect the valuation of uh. of the team, and I think that that from like a businessman perspective, that's why he's pissed. Because that could have saved him some money had it been processed before this. So, like, I love this guy. I I love his energy. I love how pissy he is. He has every right to be pissy, uh, especially, like, if they played down, like, the, the, you know, the punishment, um, if they didn't inform him of the Pinto investigation. Right, we haven't even brought up Yeah, like, two investigations ongoing with, like, the senators and wrapped up, like, within the past week. And he didn't know about either of them when he bought the team. Like, that's that's crazy. Like I said, he could have saved a bunch of money. And it just, like, it reflects really poorly. But I I love how honest and blunt he is in the press conference. I don't know how long that lasts. I think that that might be a product of him being new to the league. Yeah. And not, like, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm almost positive that Gary Bettman was on the phone shortly after that press conference being like, brother chill out oh yeah and uh people thought that he was gonna get fined he's really? not getting he that there okay. ended up being uh no fine levied against him i so agree with you though that like the, the winners and losers of all this losers senators pierre dorian senators senators fans senators winners Michael Anlauer, that guy is yeah. cool as shit. He's got some Mike McDaniel vibes if you're a uh, football fan yeah. where he just kind of comes out there and he's like, hey, gang, what's up with all this shit, right? Like, wh- I, uh, they took a pick away from me. I, I, uh, I can't help, but I agree with you, but I can't help but think how, how we were robbed. Like, we could have had Ryan Reynolds up at the press conference. Sean, hit it, baby. <laughs> I asked chat GPT what that would look like. <laughs> That's perfect. That is awesome. I told you I was sitting on a bit. <laughs> yeah. And this happens a lot between Pete and I anyway. Just shared like, brain. Yeah. I asked ChatGPT, what would this have looked like if Ryan Reynolds were the owner? And is it ChatGPT or is it like the Bing search engine? It's uh, ch- Chad- shout out uh, Kevin O'Connor. He held my hand through this because he's a big AI guy. Okay. Uh, after doing this, by the way, I told Sean, I got an email from American Express that said, we found your information on the dark web. Uh, so it may have, I'm not, I'm not blaming chat GPT. It could have come from something else. Uh, but I like paid money to join this service so they could render these images for us. So that if we rocks. ever have these hypotheticals, we could do it. Uh, I put in there, I said, uh, what would it look like if Ryan Reynolds fired the Ottawa Senators general manager? And... <laughs> I don't know AI the picture stuff. with the gun. But it's hilarious. Yes. <laughs> it came back and it was like, I'll kill you. It was like, we can't just render things of like Ottawa senators, people and Ryan Reynolds. So KOC was like, you got to use the term doppelganger. Like okay. what if a doppelganger of Ryan Reynolds? And it, it kept pushing shit back at me. And eventually I was like, what if free guy fired <laughs> the Ottawa senators GM? And it was like, that's a movie we can't do stuff from the movie we can make it some superheroes though okay. so i was like cool uh and it gave me these i mean the one on the all the way on the left hopefully people are watching this on youtube Absolutely that's ripped. hank lundquist the, uh, i don't know if i don't know if lundquist got a body like that that's uh, like 
That Why? Because is... he's eating those uh, cheeseburgers? No, I just TNT think that... razzes him for his diet. I mean, who who cares about his diet? Look at the finished result. Uh, yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I just think I'm I'm locked into the the picture of the superhero with the gun, and now I'm just thinking about um, like the 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 punishment for this crime is no less than being fired. That as he stands there with <laughs> an automatic weapon. <laughs> the, the funniest part about that to this that particular one to me is they're like, we can't use senator stuff, but here's a guy that is clearly in a Pittsburgh Penguins jersey. Yes, is it, but is that, that is, like it's orange? Yeah, it's orange. It's like a it's fly. It's like a Frankenstein logo. Flyers Penguins jersey. It's like jersey. a reverse. This looks like what they would do for a reverse retro Sharks jersey. It looks like one of those things <laughs> that uh, is like. What if, like those internet things? It's like, what if we color swapped yeah. these rivals' jerseys? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, take a look, though, at the one that Sean and I were uh, really caught up in. It's the the last one, all the way to the right, because uh, do any of those people look like other people to you? That looks like Tom Brady. Oh, all the you way go on the Brady? Right. Okay. And then it looks like uh, I, I my eyesight's pretty bad, but the, the one above the Tom Brady-looking ass dude yeah. looks like... Uh, from my vantage point, um, looks like Henry Cavill. Okay, so the so the guy third in is for sure Henry Cavill. Okay, the guy all the way to the right though. So the last one, Sean said, "Why is Rudy Giuliani there?" <laughs> and I said, "Why is Jamie Dornan there?" Like, look at that. That yeah. is yeah, okay. politician Rudy Giuliani and. Actor Jamie Dornan. You can see Tom Brady though, right? Like I we always talk about Brady. Tom, Tom Brady is like politician, politician hot. hot. Yeah. To those of us, to those who don't speak uh, the, the language, politician hot means if you put on a suit and are clean shaven, you'll look hot. Yeah. But a lot of people would look hot when they're like right now. Pete's just doing sweats, and I think he looks fantastic. Thanks, buddy. I at my age. And with uh, how, how I've maybe uh, treated myself at points, need to make sure I'm checking certain boxes in order to look my best. So I fall more into like the closer to the like politician hot thing where it's like you need to cultivate a certain look to look good. You got that mid body. I like got heart. I got mid body Carter Hart. Yeah. Uh, you want to transition to that, or do you want to? Oh, you no, I'm just, about- I was just. I was just making a joke, like mid body injury for Cardi Hart, Carter Hart last night, and just like mid body is, is. We're gonna funny. get on that in a second. You posed a question about the senators, though. Yeah, no, the, like my question about the senators is where do they rank in the worst run organizations in sports? And that's not to say like. You know, there's a difference between the worst run organizations like the Senators and the other the one I think that maybe only tops them in the NHL is the Arizona Coyotes. Yeah. Sorry to all our PHNX. Yeah, Sorry, I Sean. need to publicly get on here on the microphone and say I do not endorse this or else I, I will have PHNX people. Come but me. honestly, Sean, I was so taken aback when Pete fixed his fingers to type that to us. I thought it was <laughs> Fuck off. really not <laughs> the cool. my criticism of the Arizona Coyotes is not a reflection of they have no fans. Blah blah blah. But, like, you were, but then you texted that when we said why why are you putting the coyotes on they don't have fans and if they do you said you don't even like them shut up shut up i'm not i'm not dumping on the coyotes but even coyotes fans have to recognize and be frustrated by how poorly they have been run over the past decade i think i think what we said before we went live is like it's not so i said it's like the kid yeah it's like having a kid or seeing a kid 
and seeing their parents being awful to them and being like, yo, you're terrible at parenting and you should not have this child. And then other people being like, why do you hate that kid? I don't. I want to see that kid grow up and be successful. So he needs new parents. But it's more saying, and I want to see. The I love a good analogy, and I think that's Arizona. a good one. But you're you're more driving past the the kid's house and saying like, that that place must be a, a, a disaster. Yeah, because and it people, is. And like the kid, your kid in the car in this hypothetical is like, but I go to school with that kid. I like him. Yeah, I'm not. And you're saying. like, well, I just don't fuck with the parents. I feel like right. Coyotes fans won because, like, I feel like Coyotes fans. Their big thing is like people are always like, "You play in a college arena," and it's like, "Cool, bro." Like, we get it. We Mullet know. rocks. Mullet dude. is awesome, and yeah. like, it's a lot of people who don't understand. But like, I think even Coyotes fans would recognize that like ownership at times has made some questionable yeah, Kyrie's decisions. Kyrie's fans are being put in a terrible position by the way the team is being run. Like they're being made fun of and they have to deal with all the backlash and the the, the shit talk from other fan bases. All your texts about them. That's like, right. It's, no, yeah. but my, my point is like there's a difference between that and like the Pittsburgh Pirates. The Pittsburgh Pirates are embarrassing and irrelevant, but that's because their ownership doesn't fucking care like they're not puking all over themselves they're just like we don't want to spend money they fall more into the they're not trying yeah i think that like poverty franchise can mean a lot of different things in today's day and age right like is it actually a money thing is it that they have a ton of turnover is it that they keep changing their mind about what their direction wants to be there's a million things that can make you look at a franchise and say this is a mess. Who are your other uh, bad franchises, though? I mean, the worst the, the worst ones that come to mind for me, number one has to be the Washington Commanders, uh, just with, like, all the shit with Dan Snyder and just the, the disgusting stuff behind the scenes going on there. It's just, like, they've been a pretty bad team. They're uh, just, like, a disgrace to the NFL. The whole, like, the rebranding stuff was a horrible smear on them. Like everything has been terrible with Washington Commanders. That there was Very- like uh, th- that place was seemingly like rife with sexual harassment and like doesn't even make the first paragraph right. of saying this organization is a mess speaks to what a catastrophe that was. And when right. that story came out a few years ago, everyone was like brutal not surprising yeah exactly yeah like everything that comes out all the horrific stuff that comes out about the commanders the reaction is always well yeah yeah they're terrible the the commanders or as i like to call them the commies are like a head to toe like cultural failure like even like what was it last year or two years ago where the the stanchions came down and almost ended jalen hurts's career oh right like like that's where it's like culturally they're bad they don't have good players. Like with the Coyotes, for example, you can look at them and be like, well, their GM knows what they're doing. Like Bill Armstrong's good at his job. They have a, they have hope. If you're a Commanders fan, it's just like, this is not getting better anytime soon. Every single part of what we do from our logo to uh, literally the stadium that we play in is a mess. And I know yeah. that it goes to borrow from uh, Michael Andlauer's brain. I know this goes back to the previous ownership, but like never forget the only thing that got the commanders to change their logo was somebody fucking with their money. That was the, I think it was yeah, FedEx, FedEx that was yeah. like, yeah. we're going to pull And people were like, we're going to stop selling your jerseys. And they were like, and okay, we, th- uh, we, th- we think we're going to change it. And like the only thing that got Snyder to sell the team was like borderline prison time. 
<laughs> All right. That is, uh, by the way, that's uh, Commander's talk here on what chaos. <laughs> There's going to be plenty but, more of it. Who else? Uh, Commanders, Coyotes, and then like the Senators honestly might be third, third. on that list. I Just think about all the shit that has happened with the Senators. And like some of it is is not is not like f- explicitly on ownership or like the general manager and stuff but just think about all the the nonsense that has gone on with that team in the past decade you've had like the uber scandal eric carlson and mike hoffman that debacle the team the 2018 team being disbanded with like fury that we haven't seen since the florida marlins after they won the world series right uh like the uh eugene melnick and like all his nonsense even like he couldn't go on a yacht vacation without it being a a major controversy turning into a lawsuit do you know about this he went on like a super yacht vacation and it turned into a like a 10 million dollar lawsuit because the captain was a disaster Oh. It was like violent puking and like rampant like racism and stuff like that on this, the. So it's the 2022 movie Triangle of Sadness. <laughs> Pretty close, honestly. That's what that sounds like. Yeah, and like uh, they couldn't sell out playoff games. Uh, they had to put up tarps in the upper bowl. Do you remember that? Like now they're losing first rounders and firing the GM. So like all of this stuff is kind of culminates into being like this team is either cursed or a joke it's a fabric thing it's right in the, yeah it's woven into the fabric and you mentioned the and Uber that's why i love the- ann lauer because he's like i'm sick of this shit i'm trying to change I this i bought shit. what I also quickly shit. back on the uh play that the rest of the show <laughs> i, I want to hear that as many times as possible um on the uh ann lauer and ryan reynolds thing uh do you remember why Ryan Reynolds' group didn't get the Senators? Uh, no. Bids were due, and their group was like, hey, instead of us uh, submitting our bid, uh, can you give us a window of 30 days to negotiate with you guys? Nobody else can. Mm-hmm. And the Senators were like, no. And they were like, well, we might not buy you then. Wow. And they were like, we know you won't then. Somebody else wow. will just buy it. Okay. That was my curse. So I, if I'm going to be spending all night doing uh, AI renderings of Ryan Reynolds buying the team, I was like, I should probably read up a little bit on this. And I think that's why that group fell through. Damn. Because they, they were what like... a stupid reason. Yeah. Submit a bid, bro. <laughs> yeah. Um, if they did submit a bid, uh, subscribe to the YouTube and that's comment right. on it. Uh, the, the It just bums me out that we're not getting... Because the big part of the Reynolds wanting to buy the team was like wanting to do an NHL-style welcome to Wrexham. Think about how fucking juicy this would be. God, it would have been amazing. Yeah. Uh, I mean, so it just kind of like bums me out that we're not getting that style. Although, like... I, I do wonder how much they would even want to put that out, but like, I don't. I think at the end of the day, Ryan Reynolds is more about the TV show than like. I think he would put a lot of this on it just because he knows it would get viewers or a Ryan Great Reynolds content. doppelganger or a Jamie Dornan That's doppelganger. Right. Well, we do have to talk about uh, the Flyers. Carter Hart gets hurt versus the Sabers. Wait, were you, you going to add two more? Uh, oh yeah, to the just to the, to the conversation of uh, franchises that are a mess. Cleveland Browns, always and forever, and that's ownership, that's team performance, that's, like, shady decisions, it's fans at points, like... It's being in the city of Cleveland, which I I You know what? I've never been to Cleveland, so I don't know if I can knock it. I hate Cleveland just because it's, like, 
Buffalo, but more popular, but worse. Did you, uh, Sean, more popular you, in what way? Uh, they've got more pro gonna, sports teams. I was gonna, I, say, I was gonna say, I was like, I don't think Cleveland's very popular. They got, they're, they're a three sport team, three sport city, right? So mm-hmm. one the, more than uh, four if you include Barons, right? You got the Cleveland Browns, you got the Cleveland Cavaliers, you got the Cleveland Guardians, people forgot. And uh, the Cleveland are the Cleveland Barons still there? No, I know that that's where the 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 River Monsters are, right? Oh, the AHL team. I know that. So they were an A. So the, there was an AHL team that was the Sharks affiliate called the Cleveland Barons. But AHL teams, ECHL teams, they change, they move all over the place. Uh, so Browns, I would put on that list, and sneaky right now. I know that Sean is having a rough time because his uh, Arizona Diamondbacks just lost the World Series to the Rangers. Sean's baseball team, the Boston Red Sox, kind of belong on that list oh, right come now. On. It's a, this is like a recency bias really. thing. Like I can't currently, even come on. No, I, as much as I hate Red Sox ownership, call it like dis- it's not like putting a them in a discussion of worst run teams. Trading Mookie Betts is one of the worst things I've ever seen That's, happen in pro sports. So there's a, there, again, there's a difference between bad management decisions and being a poorly run organization the red sox fucking print money and they've greatly improved fenway park uh in terms of like just like from an operation standpoint yeah i i I love making fun of the red sox for operating like a small business baseball team but they are a thriving business they also have as many World Series as any other team in the Correct. last Correct. Like, so they won a World Series four years I ago. I said it's a recency ago. bias, but they changed the direction of their team every three years and or every two years, and somebody loses their job as a result of it. Pete, they tried. They offered a front office member an interview for their general manager job, and she turned it down. Yeah. That's not a reflection on her. That's a reflection on them because that is the right move for her to be like, I know. I mean, you are, uh, there are warts with the way that they are being run because like people, it should be one of the most attractive jobs. So that's kind of, that's kind of like, there's two hands here. It should be one of the most attractive jobs. So they can't be considered one of the worst run organizations in sports. If that in theory Mm -hmm. is one of the most coveted jobs in the sport. But on the other hand, like they, the the ownership is meddling in affairs too much that like nobody wants that job. So I, they are being poorly run at the moment. But they don't make that list. As much as I love the idea of starting a hockey show and <laughs> only talking baseball, which I have struggled to get back into for years, uh, we should discuss the Flyers and Carter Hart. We've teased that a couple of times. Uh, he leaves the Sabres game with a mid-body injury, which sucks. And we'll see what this ends up being, if it's a little thing, if it's a long thing. I saw in uh, Elliot Friedman's 32 Thoughts post last night said, expect him to be out, quote-unquote, for a bit. So that sucks because he's off to the best start he's had post the Flyers ruining him. He had the two years where he had I'd say more than cups of coffee and showing that he was one of like the good young players in the game they decide to fully make him the guy give him way too much responsibility a bad team around him kind of run him into the ground he seems like a bit of a lost cause 
damaged goods, whatever, oh, looks that, good this year, yeah. and then... Yeah, I, I don't think that he was ever a lost cause or damaged goods. It was just like a failure of protection. I would, yeah, a better way to... Uh, let me rephrase that. They were ruining him. Yeah, they. I mean, they certainly weren't helping him. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it is a bummer. Like, like he was getting on track. And like, I don't want to see Carter Hart fail. You know, he's like a really, a really strong talent. And, you know, you hate to see kind of a guy get put in a position where everybody's like, bust, this guy stinks. Where's your savior now? But like, they really haven't done him many favors. And just like a really unfortunate injury, whatever it is, whatever happened last night, it was just like awkward. And then to see him struggling to get up was tough to watch. All right. Can we talk about the injury though? Mm -hmm. They said it's a mid body injury and mid body jokes aside, that's not even what I want to, hit i just want to hit the whole conversation do you know why and this can be a reminder or it can be uh, an education do you know why nhl teams are allowed to term things upper body injury lower body injury uh so that players can't target specific areas because when the player returns to the lineup they don't want those specific areas targeted do you know which position Carter Hart plays? Goaltender. Yes. You hit the goalie, unless you're Milan Lucic, you go to fucking jail. That's right. No that, one's going to target really his fucking penis over, like, we know. They, they said specifically, well, all right, the, fellas, get out there and suck that dick. To which you say, all right, well, they can shoot the puck at him. You shoot the puck at the fucking goalie, you get not. You're not trying to hit the goalie. Yes. I mean, that's it's a little disingenuous, though, because, like, players will take extra shots at a goalie. Right. Right. You can try to pepper a spot. But by and large, I mean, like, if you shoot, obviously, like, if you shoot off the goalie's mask and it doesn't look like an accident, then maybe there can be some trubs there. But just, like... I'm going to aim for the middle of his body. Sweet. Not, you know what even... the middle of the goalie's body is? That's where they make all their fucking saves. <laughs> People, when, you're go- when your player chunks it, you say, he shot it right into the crest or right into his chest. That's the middle of the fucking body. Or I guess like it's, it starts to get upper at some point, yeah, but, but we're not I mean, doctors. I'm not talking about shooting at the goalie. I'm talking about like taking little extra liberties after a play after a whistle like it's never happened in the crease we and, made it up it's fictional <laughs> so, writers came up with it yeah and i and i guess like Marshall, e- even bo- even just saying like mid-body you're giving you're given a target area like they you just poke in there but I, yeah i mean you make a good point that like why not just say what it is uh we're making fucking horrible time because we dicked around with the senators so much <laughs> but honestly had to be done uh bummer for the capitals nicholas backstrom taking time away from the team and the game as uh, he deals with injuries. This was already going to be a pretty bad season for the Capitals, who last year had the, we're hurt, so this can kind of be a one-off freak season. We're going to trade our guys with expiring deals and come back next year. We all kind of knew they weren't going to come back this year, and now does it already look like sort of a lost season for them? Yeah, I mean, they they looked old last year, and uh, they didn't look all that good. And... I think some of this was predictable and they're in a really weird spot right now because 
they they want to at least stay relevant and keep themselves semi above above water just for the purpose of Alex Ovechkin's goal chase and like that's the biggest thing going on with that team right now and it may it may legitimately be the worst thing for them because otherwise if it weren't for Ovechkin chasing Gretzky I think you could look at this team and make an easy decision to be like we have to move on or like we have to rebuild I don't know though that I do agree with that but Ovechkin is good at scoring and they don't have a lot of this is definitely what we do well sort of things on their roster. So they have to make that their identity. Like even if there weren't the uh, nostalgic and like vibes aspect of like we're the Capitals, we have to be Alexander Ovechkin scoring a million goals. Even if, if his name was Pete Blackburn instead of Alexander Ovechkin, I think they'd still be like if we want to sell tickets – it, and we want to get national games, we kind of have to lean into we've got this guy who scores a bunch of goals. Yeah, I mean, for sure. And like Short they're, of, they're, they're still going to sell tickets. Like people are going to be in, involved and in, in, intrigued. Good fan base. And like for Capitals fans, uh, like Ovechkin passing Gretzky is going to be like th- that's like the coolest thing about being a Capitals fan. That like I got to see this, got to watch like the best goal scorer. So like I'm not saying like you have to trade Ovechkin and just move on because like you can't you can't allow him to pass Gretzky in a different uniform that's the would be the worst thing for Capitals fans to stomach um but like it's just it's a tough spot to be in where you know things are not going in a good direction competitively and contender wise they're probably going to be middle of the pack or worse until Ovechkin or at least like for the next like year or so. If they hadn't won a cup, do you think that they would have like Ray Borked him? Uh Borked sounds it, way, it re- very sexual. <laughs> as a, yeah, right. uh, I think it really depends on verb on what Ovechkin wanted, right? Like Ray Bork was like, "I want to win a cup. I'm not going to do it here. Please and the trade." Were me. like, "You already played for a cup." And he's like, "No, I want to like win one." Yeah, right. They're like, so, "Oh, you can't do that." It's just it's a tough it's a tough I mean it's it's tough from like the Backstrom perspective because great career. I really I I really don't see him coming back from this. Like only one player has ever returned from like that hip resurfacing mm-hmm. surgery and it was Ed Jovanowski and he only played like 30 something games. Uh Backstrom clearly not right to start this year. Uh, so he he steps away, and I I mean like I would be surprised if he comes back. Just like a a really tough way, and especially like if you're talking about Ovechkin passing Gretzky, ideally you'd like to see it on a feed from Nicholas Backstrom. It would just be like kind of perfect. So only way to do it. Kind of a bummer that that's not going to happen. Real case. quick, uh, both of you fellas, I think I know what your answer will be. Do you want Ovechkin to be the all-time leading yes. goal scorer? Sean? Oh yeah, absolutely. 100%. Uh, he's the best goal scorer yes, ever. And ever. I know that's tough to stomach for a surgery. And like, if you still want to say that Gretzky is the greatest of all time, you can. Connor McDavid is the greatest all of all time, though. Uh, but from goal, a goal scoring standpoint, from, like, pure goal, from a pure scoring perspective, Alexander Vetchkin did it in an era where it's way harder to score. He's done it like consistently, like nobody has ever done it in this era. It's outrageous. And he plays a hard game. Like, that's yeah. the craziest part about it. 
is that he's not protected. <laughs> he's the, the the best to do that thing. There's only like actually there's a few, but there's only so many players who have certain areas of the ice associated with them. Like mm-hmm. Wayne Gretzky <laughs> behind the net, uh, Ovechkin at that dot. Uh, I'll tell you what though, we're talking about hips and we're talking about mid bodies. I got a hip new drink. That's got my <laughs> mid-body feeling amazing. The only thing I care about on this show is the transition into Olipop reads. Uh, it's a prebiotic soda. That's right. It's not it's, a probiotic. It's not a probiotic soda, okay, everybody? But they are pros at making sodas. They are. And honestly, sometimes they're so pro that they got me feeling bionic. I'm like, is this even my body with how good this prebiotic soda's got me feeling? It's good for digestive health, which is very important. If you got any sort of digestive issues, you're probably an American person because two out of three Americans say they suffer from digestive issues. 95% of Americans don't get the daily recommended amount of fiber. Olipop got you covered in both of those areas. It's got five grams of sugar, Less than, I should even say. Mm. In each can, you get great flavors. I told you my favorite is that just that classic cola, but you could also get grape soda. You can get root beer. Somebody in the chat yesterday said uh, that root beer slaps. That root beer does slap. And it doesn't It doesn't taste like something that's trying to be something, you know? Because like sometimes you get some, and if these places become sponsors, I'll speak very highly of them. But, you know, sometimes like uh, you get like a certain ice cream that is maybe like lower in sugar and it does this and it tastes like ice cream. And you're like, ah, it tastes like it's trying to be ice cream. Mm -hmm. This tastes like its own drink. It truly does. It's amazing. I go through them. I pick them up at Sweetgreen sometimes when I go and grab my salad. You're probably not supposed to mention other brands when you're doing ad reads, but I love Olipop and I know you will too. They're so confident you'll love their products that they offer a 100% money back guarantee for orders placed through their website. So use Chaos for 20% off your next Olipop order on drinkolipop.com. Olipop can also be found in over 22,000 stores across the country, including Walmart, Target, and Whole Foods. Pretty good? pretty good oh except except you went with uh you you gave a little tease 25 percent off and then, I, and then cut it down to 20 i negotiated <laughs> against the listener and what i'm real excited if, it's 20 percent it, off. off is a good deal you made it seem like not such a good deal it's a good deal jeff kevin costner draft day we're gonna do some kevin costner material at some point on this uh podcast and if you think i'm kidding I'm not. Uh, last news items that we should uh, quickly hit. I-, I love that we're making shit time. It just means that we've got so much to talk about. But last news items that we should quickly hit. Uh, per Elliot Friedman, Noah Hannafin going to hit pause on negotiations with the Flames while he figures out if this is totally where he wants to be. He's yeah. UFA at the end of the year. Uh, yeah, and like not for nothing, based off the numbers that were thrown out there in uh, Friedman's report, uh, he was... Uh, targeting more money than Devin Taves' recent extension. Devin Taves' extension is awesome, though. Yeah, but, like, Devin Taves is awesome. A little more consistently what he is. Use that as, like, the framework is, like, you want more money than Devin Taves? Like, if you're the Flames, but, like, not for nothing, if that's the case, the Flames might be kind of, say, they might be benefiting from him hitting pause here. 
because like I don't think you want to lock in Noah Hannafin for for more more money than Devin Taves. Yeah, he'd be on his third team. He and uh, Dougie Hamilton kind of careers intertwined there because they were true. traded for each other and ended up playing and will end up playing on more teams than I think anybody would have expected. Both yeah. very good players. We yeah. aim, by the way. Did we talk about some of the first episode? What? We got to get Dougie on the pod. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's one of my, that's like my golden goose. I that's think. the golden goose. It's the so. white whale. White whale, yeah. I uh, did, I hit up his agent and was like, hey, you represent a lot of great players and you're a great guy. We'd love to have some of your players. I'd like to change people's minds on certain people. Dougie. Oh, like, my like, God. Nothing would make me happier. Me yeah. and Sarah Siv are the, not yeah. the only two people, but like people who covered. Dougie Hamilton and we're like that guy's so fucking nice and cool I love but I, th- I think the people want to ascribe things to it didn't him. help that he blocked every single person on Twitter didn't block me <laughs> Good he for blocked you. like every when he was with the Bruins he put this isn't going to help him come on the podcast <laughs> that, uh, like everybody thinks that he's this just because he did all these things <laughs> no I fucking love Dougie Hamilton really really good guy uh, and I love Kevin Weeks because he gave us Something that we wanted bad. One of his shit videos. And I say this lovingly because I think that that's part of his brand. My favorite one was that he did one recently. Uh, I, I want to say that it was on a plane. Um, and he did it like he did like the, the shitty framing, which is now like a branding par- part of his videos. But he did it on the plane and it you can't hear it. Because I don't know if you know this, planes are extremely loud. Yeah, your brain, your ears probably adjust to all of it, right? Yeah, I think so. But like on the video, it's just the noise of a plane. Yeah. And it's just the top of his forehead. And he's like, breaking news. It's We can't hear any of this. So his latest breaking news, which he says like, hey, not breaking news. Let's not mm-hmm. treat this as breaking news. So, Sean, if you do have a breaking news banner, just toss it up there. Sound any alarms. Just kidding. I'm pretty sure the only audio we have for the show today is... Uh, I didn't do shit. I didn't do shit, I didn't which... Do fucking shit. <laughs> I didn't rig shit. I didn't fucking do this. I'm not worried about it. well wait sean uh when we say that kevin weeks is reporting that uh the world cup of hockey is coming back i didn't do fucking shit i didn't read because he does say he's like don't take this as like breaking news but there is discussion that there could be a 2025 world cup of hockey and that it would happen between uh the super bowl and the beginning of March Madness, at this point, he says, it would probably only involve uh, NHL players. Yeah. And there would not be, uh, like, gimmick teams. Did he say that? I, I know that, um, like, it, it had been reported uh, he didn't like say in that months video, ago. Actually. He didn't say that in the video. It had been reported months ago that, like, it, it, the NHL wants to do another World Cup of Hockey. But it would be, they, were, they would lose Team North America like probably team Europe, maybe, I don't know. But like if there is another World Cup of Hockey, it's been long expected that like Team North America would not be involved again. Okay, so because we explained the Senators thing, we'll explain if anybody uh, didn't catch the 2016 World Cup of Hockey. They did a World Cup of Hockey in 2016, yeah? Yeah, right? Sure. It was sometime around there. It was before now. Uh, we were wearing different clothes. At, at <laughs> yeah, time. it's hard to know. Uh, hard yeah, to know for you sure. You can never know. By the way, our uh, season preview thing 
hit so well, but people got mad at me because they said uh, I cursed the Bruins with a Charlie McAvoy suspension by oh, predicting it. Yeah, it's true. Accidentally. But, manifested. Uh, at some point, they had a World Cup of Hockey, and it was national teams, but then there were also these like kind of weird regional teams mm-hmm. where they did a Team Europe that was basically any European uh, player. Essentially rest of Europe. The, yeah, that wasn't from, what, Sweden, Czech Republic, or Finland, or depend. I mean, Russia is European and Asian, correct? Uh, Sean says yes. yes. Huge geography. Really? Right okay. Yeah, Sh- like the, I'm glad we have both, a smart person on both this podcast. Continents, yeah. Hell yeah. I, feel uh, like I deserve a little credit for yeah, yeah, I mean, you, you were half right. thinking yeah. that, like, right? Like, well, I'm glad that I'm the dumbest person on this podcast, <laughs> I should say. <laughs> we b- both said Sean. Yeah, right. Uh, uh, Sean, right? Right there, Team North America in the in the locker. I thought so. you were saying that you're bad at geography and po- saying like Sean is over there, That's which right. I thought was going to be a hilarious joke on your part. Um, but yeah, they had these like weird kind of wonky teams, and people fucking loved them. Everybody loved Team North America. Adidas sent uh, both Pete and I care packages. They sent me a bunch of USA stuff, which was very nice. And they sent Pete a Team North America package, which was so much cooler. Mm-hmm. And he's got that jersey that he loves. Yeah. I mean, everybody loved that team. It was the darling of, of the tournament. Um, it McDavid, was the Matthews. Un- under 23 or 23 and under. It was an under 23 team that had McDavid, McKinnon, Gaudreau, Matthews, Pareko, Gostisbear. Mm-hmm. Like, we still love Shane Gostisbear. But when for- Shane Gostisbear first came on the scene, people fucking loved that guy there yeah, was no yeah, of talk course. of like i mean he was a contract there was he was just like shane gossip bear was a college legend too yes. so like and i believe he won a national title um did he but didn't he play for union yeah he played for union yeah did union win a national title uh if they didn't they had like a gr- incredible run in the uh the frozen four okay so uh this is a can't, baseball and can't forget, can't forget ryan murray ryan murray tna legend uh, Matt Murray also on that team. That's true. Uh, so anyway, there was also Team Europe. That was the team that I fucking loved because yep. it had Chara. It had most uh, importantly Leon Drysaddle. That was like Leon Drysaddle's like fucking big step out into the world. You yeah, that, I remember. And I was a big Drysaddle. Yeah, guy, I remember always. that. I remember being like, why do you love this guy so much? And here we are. I was, I believe I was tweeting at Adidas being like, hey, uh, Where I know you're sending, <laughs> yeah, I was like, I know you're sending care packages because you already sent me one. Send me a Team Europe one. Anyway, uh, there might not be those types of teams this in this 2025 one if it happens. So we made our own gimmick teams that we hope they would have. Let's start with mine. Uh, I'm calling it uh, Team Nice Adults or Team NA, and that's North American players ages uh, like 27 to 31-ish. And that team will have McDavid, McKinnon, Gaudreau, Austin Matthews, Colton Pareko, The Nuge, Shane Gostisbear, Matt Murray. I would love if they stuck Matt Murray in goal still. <laughs> because that team yeah. would be qualified to have Connor Hellebuck. Yeah. Do you remember at the time they had Hellebuck, but they were only playing Matt Murray and uh, shit. Who is the... Uh, Carter Hart? Ca- no. Uh, what? Carter Hart? No. I don't know. Who, Ca- who Carter was Hart it? wasn't alive back then, buddy. Uh, it was uh, uh, John Gibson. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. They were yeah, playing yeah, both yeah. those guys, and we were like, Hellebuck. <laughs> Hellebuck. I, I think mean, they only played four nasty. games. I think the team kind of... Like wasn't amazing. 
They were just they, cool. They won two games, right? I, I think, think they went two, two and two. two. Yeah. yeah. And they didn't make the uh, the like elimination round. But I love this idea. Uh, keep Team the NA? same jerseys. Yeah. And yeah, we could make good. a mock up of the jerseys. That, I, I would love there. if they did that because like uh, the whole thing has been like allow Connor McDavid and Austin Matthews to finally play for team US cuz they yes. haven't worn like the USA and Canada jerseys mm. in their entire career yeah. like like since World Juniors so this would be an awesome opportunity to prevent them from doing that again Sean and I had this conversation off the air yesterday people are going to be like don't uh, teams might be afraid of doing it in season because this was a preseason thing that they did back in uh, whatever year that they did it and and like, fuck that. If guys are on bad teams, I bet players would be so excited to potentially win something. Yeah, I, yeah, for sure. I mean, you talk about, um, I don't know, who, who do we want to use as an example there? Like, we want uh, all not these to guys dump on the podcast, not to so dump on the Coyotes, the but like a Clayton Keller, like they might make the playoffs this year anyway because yeah. they're nasty. This one with the Coyotes, I'm just like <laughs> citing from recent examples. Yeah, uh, like somebody who's just dying to make the playoffs mm. is probably like Clayton Keller is probably dying to make the playoffs and be on a good team. All right, uh, Pete, what's your team? Uh, my team, uh, unsurprisingly, is Team Short Kings. Ooh. And you could have guys like <laughs> Alex DeBrinkett, Cole Caulfield, one half of Tage Thompson, yep. which would be three foot three. It would qualify for the. Uh, by the way, I'm, I'm classifying a Short King as an five eight and under. Yeah. So U five eight. Mm-hmm. Um, or would it be U59? It would be your 58. Yeah, you're that's saying. right. You, you don't um, say you. I'm saying that's how yes. you would phrase that. Uh, Logan Stakehoven, uh, Matt Zuccarello. You have Alexander Ovechkin's kid, Baby Ovechkin. Okay, so I was confused by Baby Ovechkin because we're working on a pre-produced thing called Baby Ovechkin that yes. does not involve Alexander Ovechkin's kid. I saw that and I thought you were making a reference to something <laughs> a bit that, that doesn't actually exist. Only yet. I know. <laughs> yes, no. Uh, I was talking Which about. I would have loved uh, Ovechkin's kid. He's got a sick shot. We yep. know that he's going to be nasty. Cam Atkinson, who I was surprised. I knew that Cam Atkinson was short. Didn't know he was surprised that he was uh, qualifying for this. And then I would also throw in Marty St. Louis. That's the one that made me laugh. Marty St. Louis, uh, still in the NHL. So technically qualifies for this team. Although famously, Baby Ovechkin is not although he's been spending a lot of time on the bench that's true he's around the league a lot so um and then my goalie would be jordan bennington Mm -hmm. because he's a literal baby yes um so doesn't qualify from the height standpoint but from like the mental capacity Mm. he's got a short fuse yes so uh short king by by proxy awesome when we have him on the podcast which we do want and has been discussed you like from us or from like I've talked to people who have been like, I think he'd do it. And okay. I think that uh, it would be he's like my what's the opposite of a white whale? A the opposite of a white whale. Well, it depends. Like a black sheep. Uh, maybe like he would be the guy that I don't want as a guest, but I do want as a guest just from like a content perspective. No, I mean, everybody that we've had so far has been kind of, but basically what I'm saying is that I don't like Jordan Bennington. Yeah. I, uh, I just feel like every time with Jordan Bennington, it's oh this fucking guy. 
clip. Yeah, right. There's a lot of this. I'm fucking sick guy of that guy. Uh, and then like Bennington. Blues fans will be like, oh, still crying about losing in the finals. To, to which your answer is correct. Yes. yes. Yeah. He will haunt me for the rest of my life. But like, there are players from that Blues team. Like Ryan O'Reilly won the Conn Smythe, and I'm not like fuck that guy fucking forever. Love I love Ryan O'Reilly. Colton Pareko, I want him on my team. I respect Ryan O'Reilly. I do not respect Jordan Bennington. Man, and here's what history. But I will put him on my team because he's a big baby. History will forget. Jordan Bennington in Game Seven against the Bruins fucking sucked in the first period, like uh, first like ten minutes of the game. Yeah, juicy and, rebound after yes, juicy rebound like, looked, after juicy rebound, and they just didn't like. There was one. Now I'm getting to in the weeds, but like there was one bounce that was so lucky it kind of squirted out uh, into the corner. You are that right. He didn't kick. You are right in the sense that like during that first period, I had the thought like. If they don't score right now, exactly. they are not going to win this game. Yeah. Because they, like, if you're not scoring when this guy is giving you this shit, he's going to get better. Yeah. Uh, Sean, your team idea is my favorite. What is it? Um, yeah, it is team old heads. Uh, it's players that have retired <laughs> yes. specifically in the last two years. And uh, of which includes the the short the shortest king of short kings nathan gerby nathan gerby right. do you, you think if, if they ice these teams nathan gerby would look at like the short king squad and be like why the fuck aren't i over there <laughs> yeah. yeah well that that would be like a team north america yeah, and exactly. canada sort of thing where like yes. mick david could have fucking been on team canada <laughs> yeah. yeah uh so yeah nathan gerby andre sakara uh the, the, defensively this team kind of goes crazy yeah. uh keith yandles dan ochara pk suban and then um patrice bergeron David Krejci, and I had to throw Paul Stassi in there just because uh, he's a recently retired player. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Corey Schneider, I guess, as my goaltender. Yo. Not a whole lot of choices. Not uh, goaltending at of guys that are retired. Because Hank falls outside of yeah, it by right. a year, was, right? Yeah, just outside of a year. I could have expanded it a little bit, but... No, rules are rules. Yeah. That's um, right. But, yeah, uh, goaltending, not great on this. Uh, not, not a whole lot of options, but... I guess I rock. Oh, yo, team. what about Tuka Rask as your goalie? Oh, yeah, I guess. He wasn't on the list of players. I didn't think of that. Wow. He wasn't on like the list that I was looking at of guys that have retired in the last few years, but yes. He doesn't have a great reputation with like... When world, the games matter. With like world competition <laughs> yeah. stuff. Because that's, yeah. He also with yeah. like Team Finland yeah. kind of chunked it a little but bit. But this team, I feel like like you get guys out there who would just be like, we're just here to fuck shit up. Like, yeah. They got, got nothing going on. That would, I feel like be, that's what Char was doing anyway. In the they'd be the most dangerous team yeah. because they 100%. don't have to play the rest of the NHL season because they're retired. They'd be like, we leave it all out on the ice. Yeah. That's right. And they'd be like, other than like PK Subban would be like taking breaks to talk about uh, the Hughes brothers. I think other than that, that team is going to cook. <laughs> and also we would get the great, one of the greatest like meme pictures in the history of the NHL, Char which is the Dana Charo next to Gerby. Yes. Um, which, yeah, I, I just love that. So. Somebody did say that this show has Nathan for you vibes. And I said, uh, it's Nathan Gerby for you. <laughs> Which does fit because Pete's uh, got a Nathan Gerby. I sure do. Uh, Whenever I say Nathan Gerby, I have to say Buffalo Sabres legend. It's true. Uh, Not around here. You know where (laughs) he went to college? No. Boston College. Okay, it wasn't BU. I think. Unless I could be wrong. Who fucking cares? Uh, Shout out Nathan Gerby, though. we said there'll be more Brad Marchand stuff uh, yesterday. We had him on, uh, and in case you didn't hear that, here's a quick little clip. I will retire. And as a thank you for Brad coming on the show, we commissioned our friend uh, Sir Collect-A-Lot, 
who makes all sorts of bonkers bootleg toys to make a toy for Brad Marchand. And if you know anything about Brad Marchand, he loves getting suspended. I kid! He loves the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yep. He's a big, I believe, Raphael guy. Who cares? Uh, he does. Okay. He I, is, uh, I don't know enough about them individually. I just know them as a collective. Oh, you're saying who cares about the turtles, not who cares about like his affinity. Correct. Yeah. So anyway, we had Sir Collect-A-Lot make Brad Marchand as a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. Uh, we saw... Brad recently gave him the toy. What gets cut off at the beginning of this is us approaching him with a box and Brad saying to me that he hopes the gift is not inappropriate. Pete then has a banger of a line. I have, no, it not again. Box <laughs> not again. Uh, as a gift for you first being guest. our first guest, um, we commissioned bootleg toy maker, so yeah. collect a lot, collaborator with such people as Tyler the Creator, big rappers, to make you your own no uh, Brad Marchand action figure. <laughs> that is unbelievable. How fucking awesome is that? Is that that is insane, dude. It's a one of one, by yeah, the way. Is. So don't not mass production yet. Not, not yet. yet. If it ends up that online, we'll know. I love because it kind of looked like a rat yeah, too. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't so, tell him yeah, to do that. Don't no worry. Yeah. That's unbelievable. Yeah, so terrific. Enjoy. Put it, in the, put it in a nice place. Oh, don't worry. That's going on the shelf. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. Thanks, boys. Appreciate yeah. that. Check out Sir Collect-A-Lot on Instagram and wherever you check out things. He makes wild stuff. Marshawn sincerely did fucking love that. Yeah. He was so happy. My my two favorite things about that clip are how happy he was that uh, that he received that gift. And two, like the, the stark difference between the energy on... The energy on the interview was great, but it was a little bit more like... What is this? Yeah. And then when he knew what it was and saw us again like a week later, he was like, you motherfuckers, and knew exactly what to expect and was just kind of like very, very chummy. He helped us so much by by doing that. And as we say in the interview, like I covered him back in the day uh, when he was young, when I was young or whatever. So I was probably like nervous in some of those early years as a reporter, but he was always really just like, like off the outside of interviews and everything. He was a little weird. I was a little weird or whatever. So I am grateful that he didn't know what this was going to be. Mm -hmm. It was like, even though Pete, has probably tweeted fucking God knows what about me. Although you're not, you're a Bruins fan. I, I mean, I love Marshan, but I yeah. will. I mean, like he does dumb shit. And when he does dumb shit, I'll say he just did some dumb shit. It's all to say like with him, like knowing me to be kind of a weirdo and you being an online wild card and him just being named captain of the Bruins, it would have been very easy yeah. for him to say like, you know what? The heat's a little too hot on you guys or this whole thing. So I'm going to sit it out. But him doing it led to us being able to book other dope shit both with the Bruins some of his teammates and with other star players across the NHL so like that's truly a little tease. immensely grateful yeah. to Brad Marchand he's an awesome dude and, yeah 100% everything you said is correct like banger guests probably wouldn't have been possible if we didn't get to say like hey 
we did this with Brad Marchand. We want to see how it came out. And so that opened the door. But also, like, going back to what I said earlier, like, I I would love to change people's opinions of certain players. And I saw the reaction to our first episode. A lot of it was like, fuck you guys for making me like Brad Marchand. Yeah. So, love that. I Yeah, there was, like, a lot of what's the story here? Why did that happen? How did that happen? Like, are you guys family friends or something? Because like, why was he so comfortable with it? And it was like, he's a cool dude. Once he got, once he got past the, and like the, the first joke that we made is kind of a risk because if he wasn't into it and yeah. we made that joke, he could have really been like, okay, I'm out. Yeah, but then we would have got Brad Marsh in walking out after the first question. It would have been an awesome start to the podcast. Well, we've got some insane guests coming up next week. And one of them, we showed uh, a clip of the Marshawn interview to before the interview. And he said, yes, do shit like this. Do this with like every player. So then we did some of that shit with him. And after like three minutes, he was like, I'm going to fucking leave if you guys <laughs> don't stop dicking around. So we've got huge very excited for next next week's guests so uh if you have not subscribed on youtube or followed us on spotify apple podcasts all those places that you get podcasts do that now or do it in like two minutes after this episode is over and uh we will see you next week for several banger guests Mm. we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.